Hey, you're listening to Recommendations from My Otaku Spouse or Otaku Susume. I'm Jen. And I'm Wesley. So let's get started. And in a rare turn of events, we have gone away from American cartoons and back to Japanese... Well, Japanime. 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 I think we can just say anime. Yeah, we do, but have you ever... Have you never heard the term Japanime? Nobody since the 90s has heard the term Japanime. Is this a British thing? Do you guys still use that term? No, I was just trying to be cool. But taking us back to the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, that was a mistake. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let me go find my fluorescent windbreaker and frost the tips up top so that I'm fresh for the honeys. I don't understand any of the words you just said. You're really cute. But (laughs) anyway, we went back to watch some anime. This was supposed to be a spring 2021 recommendation, and then we got distracted, and then we kind of didn't... It took us a while to finish this one. (laughs) It's still 2021. It's it's 2021, but I feel like we missed summer, and fall might have just started. So we have missed a few themes. No, fall starts in October. Okay. We're at the end of summer. Okay, we're at the end of summer. There's still one more month of summer. Okay. Well, we also probably didn't do a very good job with this because we didn't watch a spring anime that you recommended. So I recommended this one. You know what? What? We are getting this out the year the anime came out, which means that we're doing better than real Japan. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) It's fine. The only one who's going to hear that joke is Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) So So, back on topic. Back on topic. What did we watch, Jen? We watched Fumetsu no Nate or To Your Eternity. To Your Eternity. To Your Eternity. I kept trying to say For Your Eternity, and I knew that was wrong, but I never looked it up. I'm pretty sure it's To Your Eternity. I think you're right, 100%. Well, now I'm not too sure. (laughs) We watched it it in Japanese, and we only have the Japanese manga. This is all true. Yes. So, To Your Eternity is a really weird story. I'm just going to throw that out now. Not like Centaur World weird. But weird in its own little way, which I'm sure we'll discuss. But it's basically about a being that is immortal and can transform into things that they have a strong connection to. And I read the first, like, five volumes of the manga. I think you're leaving out a key part of that transformation, but we'll We'll get to that. that ride. Yeah. So I've read the first five volumes of the manga, and then when they announced that they were going to do the anime and Utade Hikaru was doing the opening, I was like, hey, Wes. You have to watch this. Well, there was I, no, not, There was no choice. There, there was, because... There was not. I figured it wasn't your cup of tea, but uh, as we've got the podcast, I kind of made you yes. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to give this a go, and you're going to watch it with me. Yeah, as I said, there was no... There wasn't even an illusion of choice here. There was. Maybe. Slightly underneath. It was like you gave me free will, but only one outcome would lead to my survival. The rest was just sheer destruction. And that one outcome was watching the show with you. That's probably why it took us a couple of months to get through just 13 (laughs) episodes. (laughs) Speaking of which, so we essentially watched an entire season worth of anime, 13 episodes. Correct. But I believe this went for 20 episodes. I... Maybe more than 20. I think it just went 20, which is weird because it's not a full season. Or it's more than a full season, but it's not a full two seasons. And it was an NHK anime. It was an NHK anime. Which is weird to me. Well, I mean, the other NHK anime we saw was the... Uh, Dan No Coil. That was an NHK anime? It was. Yeah, I we was talked gonna, about it. I was going to say the um, the Michael, Michael Sanchi one. Yeah, but that one was 
Which only artists? released online, and they were like only releasing on NHK. It was weird yeah. how that one was getting released. And this one was fully animated, whereas that one was partially animated. <laughs> Not. Very different. But yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what makes NHK decide to do certain anime and not to do certain others. Usually I'd imagine something that they feel would have more of a societal impact, which I went off the rails which I went off the rails when we were talking about Deno Coil in saying that it was all about how kids shouldn't have cell phones. So what moral does this one teach? <laughs> I'm guessing it's saying don't create social bonds with other people because it only leads to pain and suffering. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The very Japanese approach. The Japanese way, right? Right. Because then if you don't create bonds with people, you can spend more time in the office. <laughs> that, that's, that's your <laughs> takeaway from this. <laughs> no, that's, that's my intentionally trying to be cynical take from this. But they had to do something different because now that Abe's out of office, you don't have to make every anime be about having babies. That is true. So Thank goodness. <laughs> we go straight from Mirai no Mirai have babies to Fumetsu no Anata e, which is don't get to know people because it only leads to suffering. It does. Perfect. I feel like that's not the message I really that's took not, away from this, but I feel, I feel like the message is probably it's better to have loved than and lost than never to have loved at all. Well, we didn't get to that part of the anime. We got to the pain part of the anime. All of There's it was been pain. no catharsis for our main character. And if there was any healing, it happened off screen and was immediately offset by more pain. <laughs> so I actually I wrote this question down for you. Okay. What do you think for Metsuno Anato is about? What do you think to your eternity is about? And uh, jokes aside, like storyline wise, what do you think it's about? So I've got a problem with that question. <laughs> okay. And I think it's one of the reasons why, like, sometimes when we're watching a show, I'll keep pushing to watch more episodes. Mm-hmm. And this one, I would agree to watch episodes, but I wasn't ever like, we got to watch another one. We got to watch another one. We got to watch another one. Yeah, I know, because I was like, hey, do you want to watch another? And you were like, no, let's watch one next month. I, it was never that long. But <laughs> my issue with it is that the story, how the story is delivered I don't know a good way to put this. Up until the last two episodes, how the story is delivered is poorly done. For the first 13 <laughs> that we watched. Wow. And the problem is, so oddly enough, because you just said that it's strange, but not like Centaur World. And I would say that on some level, it's very similar to Centaur World. And that it's a stranger in a strange world story. Okay, yes, I the can agree with that. difference is, New as music. soon as they... No, not that. As <laughs> soon as they put horse into Centaur World... They immediately allow Horse to speak. So you know what Horse is thinking. Now, technically, she had a small narration at the beginning of the story before she goes to Centaur World. But they allow you to connect to Horse as a character immediately. Fushi, our main character, and the only person who links these random stories together, slightly the old woman, but not really, for what we've seen thus far, is just a complete blank slate. You have no idea what he's thinking, how what he's doing, and it's very hard to get a read on him, and thus it's very hard to get a read on the emotional core of the story beyond just don't make bonds with people because they're going to die, <laughs> well, Pro- that- probably at a young age, in a horrific manner, because life sucks. I mean, life does suck. But I don't think that's the type of story that it's trying to tell, and so I think that by spending 
13 episodes, three months worth of anime on that theme means it's missing out on something. And I still think you could do the slow grow with Fushi, but allow people to connect with him a little bit more because there's nothing there. And it feels in some ways like when he does learn a lesson, it doesn't sink in for plot points. I felt when Fushi showed up to save Machi from the bear, when she's you know tied to the sacrificial table and Perona, her sister, shows up to try to save her and there's a whole little skirmish there and then Fushi shows up and in dog form and just you know attacks and tears apart the bear in defense of Machi who was feeding him March 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 okay and again we only know this in Japanese so that's where my names are coming from and you get a feeling that he's made that attachment even if it's only because she fed him there's still a sense that he's made an attachment and that he wants to protect her but then they are kidnapped and taken away to not Japan and it's gone again. He becomes very passive again and doesn't do anything. And it isn't until, are we getting spoilers? But there will be a spoiler warning on the text, but yeah, spoiler oh, warning yeah. for the first 13 episodes. It isn't until March is killed that he kind of kicks in and starts doing anything again. Like there's all of these trials and tribulations facing them. And he's gone immediately back to passive, despite, against the bear, very actively acting in their defense. It felt like an immediate regress of the character when you see this sudden growth, but then they're like, eh, but we can't have him do anything for another two episodes until we have the you know horrific murder of a child, and now he's willing to do something again. And uh, I don't feel that it, it seemed very bipolar in a way. Mm. Very A or B without kind of a blend between the two. And so I don't, I didn't get the feeling of growth for the character in there, which made it difficult to connect to him, which made it difficult to find what the theme should be. Because if it's just a view of human life and human life of suffering, I mean, there's a lot of things like that, and I don't have to sit through 13 episodes to get to it. So. I didn't get that from, I don't, from my perspective, is Fushi is like a child like they've not been in the world for very long mm. and so that it like they don't have the emotional maturity to understand what's happening and so based on instinct they jump in and save Marchi. but then they don't really have anything beyond that beyond where March gives them food because there was food on the on the table as well so was was he protecting her or was he protecting the food <laughs> was he fighting over like an animal instinct fighting over territory kind of thing with that bit it to me it definitely seemed like he was protecting her because when the fight moves away from the table he still is attacking the bear to draw it away from them trying to escape that's true but i feel like because it's i mean it's a very slow burn the manga's a very slow burn the anime was super slow i actually think the manga had better pacing well no uh i'll get into pacing later read faster than i watch so you were telling me that mm. Before we started recording, you told mm -hmm. me that essentially volumes one and two cover the first two tragedies. Correct. Which yes. in the anime were like most of, like half of it? Maybe At six least, episodes? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe seven. But I can read two volumes of manga a lot faster than I can watch seven episodes of anime. Mm -hmm. And so I think that 
because I wouldn't be putting in that much time into it, I wouldn't feel like it's lingering as much, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like if you took their trip to not Japan and time in the dungeon and turn that from an hour into a chapter, it wouldn't seem like such a regression of character to me. Yeah. That's probably where and so, why I didn't feel that, because I read the manga before watching the anime. Yeah. It's I know we just said we talk about it later, but pacing is very important. <laughs> pacing is, and and I do have to agree that this show and the manga have issues with pacing. Like after the point where we start watching the anime, the pacing gets really weird and just jumps straight into the next thing without giving you time to breathe. Well, so I'm going to take a random guess because another issue that I had with this off of pacing but still tied into it is if you decide to watch the show, don't watch the opening credits. Yes, the opening credits are full of spoilers. <laughs> the opening credits are garbage. Um, you watch one episode, you realize what the basic premise of his powers are, and then you watch the opening credits without thinking about it, and you go, oh, great, there's the first half of the show spoiled, which was annoying to me. That's absolutely fair enough, yeah. But I'm going to guess, despite having not watched the next episode, that we're going to get another time skip. He's going to be back in Ainu land, and he's going to live for quite a while as March, because she's going to be slightly grown up, and he's going to run into Prona again. No. That's not what happens. <laughs> okay. Well, they show that in the opening credits, so that will be showing I think up. one of the things that they showed in the opening credits was the cover of... Actually, they showed a lot of the covers from the manga. Okay. And so that gives you... Uh, that's like the, the cover of the second volume of the manga is actually when when March... Basically, when, when, all the, when any character dies, they kind of see paradise, and then they're drawn back into the real world. And so her paradise was that she's a grown-up and she has babies. Ah, uh, so what you're and telling so me is that Prona's going to die, he's going to be able to turn into Prona, and Prona's going to meet March in the afterlife. I do not know. I haven't got that far. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is complete spitballing. So if that is a spoiler, I apologize. <laughs> but it but happens the opening, in the opening, opening spoiled stuff. Yeah, like there's going to be a scene with, you know, probably not zombies, but something like zombies are coming up. Uh, crazy Japanese lady who torments the Ainu is now deformed, and she's going to show back up. Oh, you saw her at the end of Perona's. Thing. Agreed, yeah, when she shot her in the hand. Yeah. But I think there was other scenes in the opening that she was in that we haven't seen yet. So it, it's just... Spoilers. It was badly done. <laughs> and I don't know what you do for a show like this. Yeah. Because it... I mean, you don't just want to do a bunch of generic action scenes, because I don't think that's what it's about. But at the same time, maybe don't tell me that... And again, it comes back to pacing, because... The show really wants me to get attached to these characters, but I know that certain characters are going to die, mm. and so I'm loathe to get attached to them. Mm -hmm. If you tell me at the beginning of episode two, this small, adorable child is going to be killed, then as the viewer, when small, adorable child shows up, I'm not going to want to get attached to that kid, which in the manga it wouldn't do. Well, I think you kind of guess, similar, similarly, once you know his powers, you kind of guess what's going to happen. And and you can see it happening, and there's foreshadowing, which we both laughed at because oh, geez, was... because in the anime it just sounded like death flags. <laughs> hey, there's there's a whole scene where the old man is just going, "I've got a list of death flags here. I'm going to read them off." And then you go off to your party. Yeah. <laughs> and then that episode, oh, 
<laughs> to talk about pacing and timing still, because we're still on that subject, I guess. I made a crack about Goo Goo dying. Yeah. And you're like, how do you know? I'm like, well, it's the theme it's of the show. It's going to happen. And then the old man gives us list of death flags and it's like, it's the theme of the show. It's going to happen. And then the episode ends. <laughs> the end of the, yeah. the dramatic end of the episode is he's having heart to heart with a girl he loves and then the balcony is on just crumbles away beneath him. And I was thinking, That'd be really that funny. is the like before it happened, I was like, "Oh, like they show him standing on the balcony, and I was kind of like a widow's watch, looking over his blah blah blah, whatever." <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, that's gonna break away," and then it actually did, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! That is so <laughs> stupid." But here's the problem: as soon as you get into the next episode, and they start a fight with a big bad, you realize that it didn't just break away for dramatic purposes; it broke away because. The big bad broke it away. Like, that was a purposeful action. But how it was framed at the end of the episode prior, especially coming after the big heart-to-heart, just turned what was supposed to be drama into comedy. <laughs> yeah, that was poorly timed in the uh, in the anime, that's for sure. Because I think in the manga, that probably happens like halfway through the volume. Which is fine. Again, because with the manga, you're not then waiting. Yeah. Well, unless you're waiting for the next chapter to come out. That's uh, true. I don't know if it was monthly or... Oh, he released it. KC Magazine. Um, it's I know, don't I, know which one that is. Kodansha yeah. Comics, but I, I don't, don't know, know what, their what they're monthly. Yeah, monthly or weekly. But I imagine weekly because of the length of the chapters. I don't know. The big weekly ones are... Yeah, they're about 20 pages each, so they'd probably be weekly. But the big weekly ones are Champion... Jump. Jump and Sunday. I don't think it's not one of those. I don't know. Okay. We're getting into the weeds, though. Yeah, sorry. So, so my... Yeah. I do have to agree that the pacing is kind of off. That There were times in the anime when the animation kind of went from really amazing to, oh, dear Lord, what child drew this? <laughs> I never took issue with the animation. Oh, okay. <laughs> Surprisingly enough. Maybe it's because I read the manga but... that so it's static images are like easier to do than you know animation. There, there were some weird like I was saying the big bads revealed at the end of episode thirteen or during episode thirteen that we were watching where he's kind of had these weird fleshy tentacles and they looked a bit little bit weird and maybe kind of like parasite or something, but they didn't feel too out of place. Okay, I got you, Jose. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure there were more than just like four teeny little pink tentacles sticking out of the manga. Well, it's also, as we said, in oh, no, NHK wait, anime. Oh, no, I there were five. Aha. But it's an NHK anime, and they rely on public funding. <laughs> they do. <laughs> so they, This they is can. where all my tax money's going, into <laughs> shows like this. <laughs> uh. So one thing I did want to ask was, the reason I personally really like this story and I'm definitely going to keep reading the manga, probably not keep watching the anime, is because it's different. It's very different. Very different from any other manga I've come across. Like, I mean, it's kind of an isekai. But it's but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but even even then, comparing it to isekai, if in, theoret- in like theory, Fushi was, was like something from another world... Is he not? We don't know. You've got he's, the weird alien that no one else can see, who's kind of like the is watcher. Is he an alien or is he a god? Like, 
well, I mean, coming from a divine realm to Earth is isekai. another world. But I mean, even comparing it to other isekai, if, if you want to make that comparison, isekai anime tend to be like Dragon Quest, Western fantasy esque, with a bit of Japanese thrown in. I'm thinking like Slime, where he literally builds a town that is half no, Japanese slime, slime, and half Western. Slime's garbage. You want a good isekai? You go watch Dual Parallel Adventure. Where the people who made Tenshi decided, what if we just did an isekai with Tenshi and Evangelion? <laughs> is is that an is that an isekai from the nineties? Yes, isekai from the nineties are a whole other kettle of fish. We're not talking about that. We're talking oh. about modern isekai. Okay, with so, the Western inspired influence. This okay. Do you want to make a point about isekai? He talks to a god. In this case, it's not a cute female god who then winds up in his harem, but it's just a regular god. Wait, Fushi or? Fushi. Okay. He gets put into a new world, and he's got cheat code abilities that no one else has. Wes. <laughs> Wes. Wesley. Stop ruining my manga. <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't help it. Sorry, continue. Stop ruining it. <laughs> no, but it... But, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it's... it's. I mean, this, on the other hand, is is very... I think, like, I would argue real high fantasy um they actually made the world up from scratch it feels like it's well, I, it, I mean world two was just ainu versus japanese well i actually thought it had a bit of like more of a chinese feel to it i know i feel like they may have like drawn inspirations from different cultures but they definitely created their own world feel and different areas of the world have very different cultures and very different people agreed which i really did like and they don't just go from one to the other. Like mm-hmm. when he teams up with the old lady and they travel off to World 3. I can't remember the name of it. It actually took time to travel, though. Yeah. You can see them, you know, catching rides on carts, going across on a boat, on a ship. Just there was a lot of movement involved that made it feel... It gave you a sense of time passing mm-hmm. without time, like lots of time literally passing. Going back to pacing again. Going back to pacing. <laughs> and I think that's one thing like other like Kuno's journey tries to do that, but in making all of the like countries or yeah, are they countries? I forget. Well I forget what the The one on a is. tank that they drive yeah. through another country was definitely a country. <laughs> yeah. But in that all all of the countries are like walled cities, which are like so you have barren grasslands between all of these different places, and it doesn't make sense. Whereas this felt like there were people almost anywhere you go. Yeah, the walled cities make more sense if it's old. Like, if you go look at older Europe, you'd kind of get, you'd still get small little outcroppings here and there, but then you get the big walled cities. Mm-hmm. But the main character driving realistic. around on a motorcycle. Yeah. It's just, it's not as realistic. Whereas this felt like, oh, there's farmland between all these settlements. Which was good. It, and there's people yeah. working the farmland, and there's villages, and there's daily life shown in a way that makes sense. And there's inequality among classes and trials and suffering and all those types of things mm-hmm. that go along with that inequality. So, I yeah, think, it was a world. There was a world that was built. And I think that's the point of the show more than anything else, or the, the story, in that Fushi is this being who is what we can do determine early on is sent to basically experience this world and to learn from it and to grow from it for what purpose we're not sure but he's supposed to have this very human experience 
and unfortunately world is suffering and everything sucks so <laughs> yeah he definitely gets that <laughs> but so and i get that and i think that exploring the human condition from an outside perspective can be a very strong storytelling tool i mean it's essentially your degree in a fictional novel my degree yes that is another reason why I really like this, yes. You're an anthropologist. I'm an anthropologist. But, so here's my problem. Now. I like worlds with rich culture. Which is good. I like observing them. But my problem is, again, pacing. We waste the first two. Because Fushi isn't a character at that point. No, because he's literally just, he literally was born yesterday. But it makes it hard, so, because I've only seen the anime. Actually, I think he it was born it, like several hundred years and he was a rock. He was a rock forever, yes. yes. But it rocks... Don't he was he was a frozen rock, so he couldn't even gather moss. No, no, he gathers moss. Does he? Uh, a little. Okay. Yes, there's there's moss in the manga. Lovely. A teeny bit of moss. But the anime spends too long on the first two, and you don't see him grow. But I mean, he goes from I get form yes, into- yes, yes, yes. You see him change, <laughs> but as I said. the Growing just seems to happen as it's called from the story, and I didn't get an organic sense to it, which was my problem. And I think part of that was because of it was stretched too long. Mm-hmm. I think if you just told the first one, told the second one, and you didn't spend so long trying to make me build attachments to characters who are going to be somewhat inconsequential. Like if you had spent, if if they if you hadn't been spoiled by the opening, do you think you would have? I mean, you don't feel things anyway. It's true. I mean, I was the one that was bawling at the end of all these it's all true. these tragedies. Yes. But do you think if the opening hadn't spoiled it for you, you'd have more of a connection to them? Or are you really that heartless? I'm heartless. Yeah, no, but so. it's also... <laughs> I think I would have had more of a connection to them if Fushi wasn't there. Ouch. Like, because without Fushi, the character you connect to in the first story is the boy. Mm-hmm. And I've had a dog. And so that becomes much more of a character connect to, to connect to. And having spent the last year in isolation from most other people, this boy with a dog who's been in isolation for who knows how long, literally ice in his case, <laughs> it becomes a much more human story to connect to. And you can even more easily feel the struggle. In story two, without Fushi, you spend more time with Perona and Machi, March. And... Again, it's about finding new family and loss. And you're not sitting there from the perspective of a character who, A, doesn't speak for most of it, and B, you have no, has no drive, no motivation. There's nothing pushing this character forward. He has no agency. Things just act upon him, but he doesn't do anything. And so it made it harder to bond with these characters. But I think if you were working with Perona, who has a very human fear of losing her new sister that she's found, especially when you find out this has happened to her once before. I think if you have March, I mean, the whole episode is called, like, there's a whole episode called, like, uh, the kid who won't, who can't grow up or something. And it's not because, or who won't grow up. And it's not because she's childish. It's because, I mean, part of it is because she's childish, but part of it's a double meaning because she's being sacrificed to an elder god. I mean, you have this childish kid who is being thrust into a situation that she doesn't know about. I think, I think they're very strong characters. I think 
though they aren't helped by the fact that you're looking at them through a wooden plank. But the story is about the wooden plank. It's not about them. But the, that makes it a lot harder to connect to them. I think by the time you get to the third section, I think the beginning of the third section was kind of weak. Because again, Gugu is the strongest character in that section, of course, and he's supposed to be. But I think, and he undergoes most of the growth. But I think post time skip in that section, Fushi is now a character and you can see the impact of living with Gugu upon that and everything. And you can, you're now able to experience through him. Like you get little bits of it before, but now I think post time skip, he becomes someone that you are more able to connect to, especially in the line where he goes, what is it? Uh, this isn't my pain. And instantly, you know what's happened to Gugu. And there's just this whole situation in there. And so I think if I were, like, I didn't care about it for pretty much the first nine episodes or so. But now that Fushi has become a character and someone with motivation and someone with drive, like, he's chosen now to go off after the knocker that just killed his brother that I think has a part of him. I think it, it has. has yeah, it, it has, has March. Oh, it has a bear. I think it had March because it crushed March. And then you see the little uh, petals come out from yes. it. And yes. And he just right. turned into the bear. So I think it has March. But I think it has March and the bear. But it's weird. Because, well, I'll get to that because I'm, I'm still <laughs> making my point. Okay. So he's become a character with agency. And so now I probably wouldn't watch the show, but I'm actually somewhat interested in grabbing, you know, one of your copies of the manga to start reading from that point onward because they – He's become a character that I can connect to and care about, whereas for so much of it, it wasn't. And again, if you tell me, oh, get through volume one of the manga and things will mm-hmm. pick up, that's one thing. If you tell me you have to watch an entire season of anime to start caring about a character, that turns me off. That's right. So, I mean, I, I want 100% boy and his dog. Millions of movies will be made about that. There are 100% tearjerkers. <laughs> Uh, Perona and March, same thing. I think it's a great human story. I think it's a horrible situation they find themselves in. I think the world that they're in is great. I just don't like how I'm supposed to interact with that world through Fushi. But I think that all of this is setting up for a better payoff at the end of the story. At least that's what I'm really hoping for. Because it's kind of like the problem with Shonen manga. And that the character... It's always like, I get stronger, and then I defeat an enemy, and then there's another stronger enemy comes along. Whereas when you start at almost like level zero, and the growth rate is incredibly slow, after a long story, when Fushi is a lot more powerful, I feel like that's going to be a lot more a lot more of a catharsis compared to if he was strong and had agency right at the beginning. Agency and strength are two entirely different things. Well, I mean, he... Because, I mean, the problem with that his strength is also tied to his intelligence, his understanding of the world, his understanding of people and his own abilities. And because he has never experienced anything, he doesn't know any of that. And so he needs the experiences and the way to have the experiences through the stories of these other characters that are arguably stronger. I can see that. But he's just, ironically, such a non-entity for so much that I just don't care about him. <laughs> like now <laughs> I care now I care about him, but I just didn't. Hmm. And again, it's it's because it took hours to get there. Yeah. I guess maybe I should have forced well, actually it's even harder to force you to read the manga because at least for anime I can make you sit down and watch it with dinner. 
<laughs> it's but the manga wouldn't have taken me as long. That's true. Yes. Probably not. It wouldn't. I mean you saw me re- reading the manga and and I remember actually turning to you and being like, This is not your kind of manga. True. But I it, it I definitely st- was not my type of anime. I I still wanted to share this story with you because it I liked it. And I wanted to show you what I was into, even if you didn't like it. Well, it's like I said, though, I'm interested now. <laughs> I just didn't like the beginning of it. I think it had a very it's, rocky it's very start. Slit. Ah, is that because he was a rock right at the beginning? Yeah. Oh, well done. <laughs> you did a punny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like, to go back to Centaur World. What if Horse just couldn't speak until after Cat Valley? And it was like a literal horse. No facial reactions, no arched eyebrows, no standing on two legs, making the why, no Gallic shrugs. Just just a literal horse. Yeah, but I mean, Fushi isn't a literal horse. He's, he, he reacts as much as one. Ouch. <laughs> Actually, I take that back because Spirit and Spirit Stallion and the Cimarron, which we also recently watched, has a lot more reactions to it. Let me put, let me put okay. It's not a, Fushi doesn't speak much, but B, I think that if you took Spirit Stallion and the Cimarron and you removed uh, Matt Damon's voiceover mm-hmm. just entirely, you just got rid of Matt Damon's voiceover so that the only characters who speak are the humans. I think the story would be just as strong. Well, it's because it was only told in an hour and a half compared to this, which well, was told. Well, <laughs> what have I been saying about pacing? <laughs> but that's not the point of. And he literally starts as a baby who doesn't know anything and has to grow and learn about the world around. Him. Yeah, but it it time jumps to him as an adult, whereas Fushi is a little child until until he has a human who's teaching him how to be human for four years. Yeah, and then and then you like him. But yeah. see, this is why we're not having kids because you'll be like, "Oh God, no! Come come back when you're like ten, and you can at least read at a moderate level." I'm not wrong, am I? <laughs> if it can't discuss Plato with me, I don't care. <laughs> no, it can it can discuss Plato as Plato. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Turns out Plato was actually a professional wrestler. And people think that Plato might have been his wrestling name and not his real name. Just off off the cuff there. <laughs> Wait, you mean the The Greek philosopher, yeah. Oh Plato. I think it's a Play-Doh again, and I was no. really confused. I was like, was that the name of the guy that invented Play-Doh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, Play I'm Plato. Yes. Greek philosopher. Apparently a Allegory a wrestler. of the Cave. Apparently. Yeah. Professional wrestler. And that was his wrestling name. So was there anything else about your eternity which you wanted to touch on? I'm not going to. I'm so confused. <laughs> no, I... I You're going to keep reading the manga a little like, bit? I think I, I will keep reading the manga a little bit, yeah. Okay. Because, again, they they did a good job in the past two episodes of investing me finally in the character. Before this, it was just, again, the world moving around him and acting upon him. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to come I don't want this to like come off as me just shitting all over it for Oh don't worry it did 40 minutes <laughs> because I feel that there is promise there to be had it's just going forward from what I've seen and I wish it hadn't taken me 3 hours to get there Yeah that's fair enough 
So that's my review. <laughs> that's my thoughts on it. Go read the manga. I'm kind of actually like it's serialized, which means that if it was two volumes, which is normally about 12 chapters, mm-hmm. give or take, mm-hmm. if it's weekly, that's the same amount of time, three months. And if it's a monthly release, that's a year. I feel like the volumes are coming out pretty quickly, but the first volume only has four chapters in. But the four chapters are about 80 pages each. Usually, yeah, you also get the like the pilot chapter is quite a bit longer on yeah. these things. But So the pilot chapter is the whole... The, him him with the boy. Boy and a dog, yeah. And I think this is, yeah, this is volume two, and this is... This goes up to chapter 13. Mm-hmm. So I was about right. But yeah, so if it's a monthly release, that's a full year. And so if I was reading this as it was coming out... Yeah, that's kind of why I'm not in a hurry to get too far through the manga. Yeah, I don't... I don't Take it slow. I don't, I, I don't know where it's gone after now that I'm interested in it. But up to that point, if this was over a year, I don't think I would be eating down the bookshop trying to find it every week. Yeah. I would, it's definitely a trade paperback style manga for me because then I can go at my own pace, which would be a lot faster than a year. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a slow burn. Yeah. Very slow burn. Yeah. Very slow. But I'm still really intrigued to see where it's going because it is so different from anything I've ever read before. Good. I like, there's, I was cracking about Isekai earlier. And the reason we crack about Isekai is because they're all the same. Modern isekai. We could do a whole episode on that. Modern isekai are just cut and paste and not even done in an interesting manner. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of manga fall into that trend. Mm -hmm. And so when you do get something that is completely different, it should be celebrated. Mm. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So that was Recommendations by Talker Spouse. You can find us on Twitter at AnnaBrosCreative.com. Or at our website, www.annabrosecreative.com. And if you thought we were wrong about Isekai or To Your Eternity... Not or wrong you, about Isekai. Or you hate us for spoiling everything, even though the opening does it, then feel free to leave a comment. If you know somebody who's watched this and you think they'd like this episode, feel free to share it with them as well. Yes. And then encourage them to leave a comment to tell us how we're wrong. <laughs> oh, it's always drama with me, trying to stir up trouble. Yeah, constantly. Why do I even bother? <laughs> because I don't want this to come off as me as trash. No, you're not, you're not. <laughs> I completely understand your reasoning. <laughs> uh, well, I've been Wesley. And I've been Jen. Bye. Bye.